Hi, and welcome to Mike Fetch. I want to do a check-in with you today and share some thoughts. As we've been seeing, a lot going on in America. Um, let's begin with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. As the details emerge, what we've seen is that this is a 17-year-old male who decided to go from um, Illinois, where he's from, to Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was there to um, two things, to prevent destruction and looting of businesses that had been done for at least one night before. He um, also was there to provide aid. Uh, he said he was a med, um, an EMT. I don't know if that's been confirmed or not, but he certainly did have a uh, first aid bag with him and did offer some um, triage to some injured people. At one point, it's on video. There's also a video of him running with a fire extinguisher to put out a dumpster fire that had been uh, pushed towards the gas station that's also on video where there's some confrontation between, uh, let's say, protesters, but they're really mostly rioters and looters, um, who um, were annoyed at the um, armed folk that had arrived in Kenosha. Um, one of those people in the video is um, uh, one of the people that was later uh, received a fatal gunshot from Kyle and his rifle. Um... There is also video of apparently Kyle Rittenhouse getting into a fisticuffs. Uh, someone said it was it was it was the morning of, but I think it was actually several weeks prior, where some people are arguing in a parking lot, um, and it's it's very hard to see because there's a car that's you know there's things that are in and out of view and it's very out of context. You also don't hear what's being said, and at one point there is a relatively diminutive woman, um, apparently a friend or maybe relative of Kyle's, who actually was pushing him back when she was yelling at this other person, and then at some point, it's unclear who initiates, but regardless of that, or not regardless, but we don't know that, because we can't see it on the video, but this larger woman then attacks the smaller woman, and then uh, in an attempt to um, um, end that attack, um, Kyle unleashes a few blows on that woman, and then we don't see the resolution. And to be honest, it's, I mean, I don't really care if I'm being attacked by a man or a woman, or if a man or a woman is attacking a friend or neighbor or community member or loved one of mine. Um, I've always felt that way. Uh, there's an idea that, you know, oh, men can't hit women. Yeah, men shouldn't hit women who who are, you know, uh, in a situation where you're in an argument, let's say in a home, right? Uh, domestic, there shouldn't be domestic abuse. There's, you know, men in general are physically superior beings and specimens to women. We're stronger, we're faster, we're bigger. Um, so in cases of abuse, in cases of repetitive things, in cases of uh, um, just trying to um, um, 
intimidate. But in a case where a woman is attacking someone, um, then I'm going to do whatever I have to do to end that attack. Um, and, and force should be commensurate, but in the moment of an attack, again, this is the same thing that happens with law enforcement officers, is you're reacting to the immediate, in often milliseconds, you don't know if that woman may have a weapon, you know, I mean, which, again, <laughs> then there's a strategy or a tactic that may not be good to unleash, but um, anyway, I, I just, you know, the, people posted that as if he's some kind of uh, nut job or crazed, and, and the context of that interaction is not clear. Going back to Kenosha, um, and there's plenty about this, so I'm really not going to speak to it too much, but um, he was being attacked. There, there, there's a question of whether he could legally possess that rifle. He did not cross state lines, and apparently he received it from a friend in Wisconsin to provide himself some defense. He was going into you know, some dangerous territory, even though he was there to provide a service, but he was also there to, uh, of, me- of medicine. He was there to provide... Um, defense of some of the properties. And there were people, uh, other people there as well with him. And at one point, it became clear that he was going to be, he was, his life was at risk. There were people that were ready to attack him and ready to potentially murder him, and he responded in kind. Um, I've seen a lot of reactions. I've seen a lot of things saying, well, if you're 18 and you can go be sent to Vietnam or abroad or to Iraq, then you can have... Okay, well, the laws here are the laws here, even if we don't like them. Um, there's places in, in, in this country where 2A is completely dissolved or the, let's say, the leaders or the politicians have abrogated the responsibility to the Constitution. However, the law is the law that's on the books. Now, that said, uh, back, I think it was in 1984... There was a man by the name of Bernard Goetz who illegally carried a firearm, I mean anywhere in New York City carrying a firearm was illegal, uh, onto a subway due to a perceived threat and due to the government and law enforcement's abrogation of duty and responsibility to keep the subways um, safe and neat and clean. I mean the subways were were a scourge of Manhattan at that time. He faced what he felt was an imminent threat, and he opened fire on um, its three or four youths. One of them was permanently paralyzed. I don't think he killed anyone. Uh, he faced a criminal trial. He won. He faced a civil trial. He won. <coughs> um, the only testimony from that is his versus the word of those several youth. And look, I'll be the first one to say, maybe there was a certain taint of... Um, um, let's say, racism there. You know, you're hearing one guy... I, I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying to hear he's an adult, and then there were, you know, three, let's say, or a few black youths who testified something else. Uh, it's just really interesting how that played out. In today's climate, I don't think it would ever play out that way. I think that the Southern District uh, of New York and the Attorney General there would uh, do everything they could to put someone away for as long as they could under these circumstances. Uh, and, and the climate has changed. I mean, in the past uh, almost 40 years, 35 years, things have changed, especially over the past five and especially over the past uh, number of months. Um, so that said, um, it'll be interesting to see if, if anyone cites that case because a real incredible threat presented to you means that you can do what you need to do to defend your life. And it seems that at best... He may be under violation of possession of the rifle, which may be a 
a misdemeanor or a um, or or a, um, potentially a felony, but we're not talking about murder one, which is what he's been charged with at present. I mean, this 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 kid did not go there pre-planning a murder, which is what murder one is. I mean, they didn't even charge him with murder three or manslaughter. So um, I think it's just the zealousness on and social justice warring on the war, warrioring on the side of the um, DA who has made some statements about um, social justice um, uh, in the public and and their disturbing comments. Uh, I'm not going to get into the quotes of them, and I don't have them up right now. So we're going to see how this plays out. Uh, people are calling him a hero. People are calling him stupid. People are calling him everything in between. The bottom line is he went there. He, uh, I think he's a lifeguard also. So, I mean, and he, maybe he had even lifeguarded that morning is, is something that's being said again. A lot of people are saying things, a lot of conjecture. Not all the facts have come out. What we've seen on the video is what we've seen. He was being viciously attacked. It could have been his life. Smacking someone with a skateboard can cost them their life. We've seen someone be kicked in the face and die. We've seen uh, we've seen murders. We've seen murders from Antifa and BLM. So um, it was legitimate that once he he was running from people, he was trying to get away from the people that were that were eventually uh, going to be shot. Um, so it, he wasn't uh, simply standing his ground and daring people. He wasn't shooting indiscriminately. Um, he t- turned out he 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 made some rather impressive. Um, um, shots, considering the duress he was under, and uh, the range he was under with a with a relatively you know with a long barrel, probably probably sixteen inch barrel at least. So um, we'll see how it plays out. It's great to see that Lindenwood is going to come to his defense. Um, it's disturbing that a GoFundMe for him was taken down, but millions can be raised for these vile criminals. Oh, and the people that he shot were all um, violent criminals, or at least had been in their past. Some of them had warrants out. Um, I now want to transition because I don't want to take up too much time, but I want to transition quickly into LeBron James and the NBA. Um, No one cares if they take off the entire season. No one cares if they play the playoffs. No one cares if the NFL does. Um, They're self-imploding. The league is uh, crap. Um, I haven't said this before, but the Euro step ruined the league. The lack of being able to foul a player without touching a hair on his testicles is ridiculous. Um, if the league had more of the old school New York Knicks, there would probably be a lot more interest. The lane should be protected, and that allows for uh, a better game uh, rather than the spread out nonsense where it's just one on one isolation and yeah, a few teams you know throw screens and have movement, but it's 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 such a it's such a it's such a wuss game. It, it's not even a contact sport anymore. And LeBron James has never gotten really uh, even flagrant fouled. He's really never been touched. Um, he's the big man that you would go after and foul and and give hard fouls to. I mean, he's the size of basically Carmelo, and um, and players should play him uh, accordingly, and they can't. And now he comes out with his statements. Um, he, he he has the education academically. I'm not saying life experience. Academically, he has the education probably of a 12 year old. Um, he sat with a book, the autobiography of Malcolm X, and then a reporter asked him about it. He's, sit, he's using it as a prop. It's there as a prop. It's there as a, as a signal, as a cue, as, a, as, a, as an image, whatever that image means, because Malcolm X means different things to different people, and people who studied his life know that 
um, um, he wasn't always as he's portrayed. But uh, when he was asked by a reporter, all he said was, uh, oh, well, I'm at the beginning of it. That's not what someone says who is actually reading a book. You don't just say, oh, I'm at the beginning of it. You say, well, in chapters one and two, I'm really awed by um, his composure. Um, his, uh, I didn't know that he was aligned with so-and-so. I didn't know this about his life. You don't say, I'm in the beginning. What are you the beginning? You're in the foreword? You're in the first page? So people look to him for cues in life. He said he's a very, 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 very smart man. Like, dude, what are you, like, nine? I mean, I'm giving you the benefit of that with, like, a 12-year-old education. Um, I'm done watching sports, but I'm also done watching the ridiculous commentary of all these people calling him an absolute genius. He's a genius putting a ball through a hoop. He was blessed with an enormous ability uh, sorry, not an enormous ability, with enormous size and and blazing speed. And that size and speed, as a young man, he was built like an adult. He was built like a professional basketball player when he was 17 and 18, enabled him to thrive at prep school, and enabled him to then enter the NBA with no college. Even the college players, what do they do? They coast by, they um, get their, um, they get their, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, you know, classes taken care of for them. They get tutors. They get treated like royalty. And really, they don't learn much. Most of them. I'm not saying every single one. There may be an exception or two. You have Luca being called a white-ass, you know, bitch by Matras Harrell. Not a word from the league. Nothing. No condemnation. No no statement by Silver in writing or in voice or in audio. Um, the league has gone completely psychotic in their, their China alliance, their BLM alliance, Major League Baseball ditto, they walked off the field. No one cares. No one cares about the sports. They're not going to make a comeback. The people that supported you that went out because they wanted to hear the anthem and the green grass and were patriotic and loved baseball and uh, and loved you know um, um, flyovers and fireworks on July 4th and saw it as the America's pastime are now saying, yeah, it's America's pastime. No one cares. No one cares about you putting a Black Lives Matter shirt on home plate. We're done with you. We're done with your, with your, with your, with your virtual signaling and your your agenda and your propaganda. We don't care anymore. We, baseball is a bunch of cheaters. NBA is a bunch of uh, people running up and down a court and complaining and taking nights off and barely playing. Um, it's not even a game that's full contact. Soccer, no one in America watches and no one cares. Hockey was good until they also kneeled. Um, what other sport is there? Um, the NFL, same thing. Drew Brees is wearing uh, uh, um, Blake's name on his helmet. This guy was a, 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 a sexual deviant and wanted for assault and was ready to take a car with his kids in it against the will of the person whose car it was and whose kids they were. So, you know, these leagues can just go stuff in. I hope that they leak money like a sieve. There should be no more stadiums built with public money and bonds that taxpayers are on the hook for then for 30, 40, 50 years. And then an owner gets a new bond before that stadium is even paid off. It's absolutely obscene. We're done with the sports. We don't care about your big fat beard. I don't know if that's a signal that you've gone full Islam. It seems like it, even though people won't say it. We all know that that's takia and hiding things. I know I'm saying a lot here in a short amount of time. In, 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 you know, I'm going back and forth a little bit, but no one cares. No one cares about your what you said. 
we, we recognize you're a, at best, ninth grade or eighth grade level student. You've learned a lot with life because, you know, you've been in the spotlight and you have to know certain things, but so are regular folk. So the regular folk have to learn the hard way. Out of high school, you never had to worry about a dime in your life. You got a multi-million dollar deal the moment you left high school. You didn't have to worry about scrounging for insurance, making a monthly payment on your, on your, on your rent or on your home. You never had to worry about money ever in your life, and yet you're saying you're concerned and worried as a black man in America. What concerns and worries do you do aside from getting a massage for your sore quadricep or going out for your legacy? Okay, Both LeBron James and Michael Jordan are the two biggest names aside from, let's say, Kobe in between in the NBA and maybe in the sports world in the past 25, 30 years. Both of them have said nothing about China. Both of them had said nothing about the Uyghurs being kept in concentration camps and having harvesting done and having forced abortions and having uh, what other atrocities we don't know perpetrated on them, millions of people. So all because of Nike, all because of your money, all because of your consolidation of wealth and power, we don't care. Message sent, facts, faxed to God, and karma is going to be a real bitch. And I can say for sure, at this point, LeBron James will never be the GOAT. I used to say, because I saw him play and saw him devastate and massacre the Knicks constantly, that it was Michael Jordan. But thinking about, you know, and there's obviously pure basketball terms playing the game, and then there's combined with real life. But the more I think about it, the more I think that I wouldn't even call Michael Jordan the GOAT anymore. I think I would call other players the GOAT who didn't have massive shoe deals and didn't have quite the complications of being silent on atrocities and using slave labor to make their sneakers and then upcharging Americans ridiculous prices for a shitty product. Um, maybe they were good back, you know, 30 years ago, but they're not anymore. They're shit. They're crap. They're not good sneakers. They're not a good product. It's all for the billion dollars, billion dollars, billion dollars, and the stock price. Um, I would look to other players, honestly, to um, for who are the best. Um, there's plenty out there. And uh, I'm not going to get into that discussion at the exact moment. Um, so... Um, Another person was killed in Portland uh, last night, circling it back to BLM. Uh, apparently, uh, someone that was quote-unquote right-wing, he was part of a group called the Patriot Prayer Group, shot in Portland dead. Um, these people really need to understand that um, if they really continue this um, down this road, you're going to get some people that are going to um, perpetrate violence upon the left that they've never understood before. Um, this is America. It's not Rwanda. Okay, It's not Venezuela. It's not Romania. It's not Italy. This is America. And they don't seem to understand that people are not going to stand for this anymore. They're going to defend their liberties. They're going to defend their freedoms. We haven't seen it yet. Um, and I've been actually somewhat disappointed. I'm not talking about people getting shot. I'm talking about armed guards standing in their church and saying, Leos, you're not coming in here. You're not shutting us down. We're spacing. We have masks on. We're doing the right thing. Go fuck off. We haven't seen that at a synagogue, at a church at a, a Tibetan, uh, Tibetan temple, at a mosque. We haven't seen people stand up for 1A, which is the most dangerous 
um, abrogation of civilian duty, um, I would be willing to. I just don't have a, I don't have a place to do that. So um, we're going to start to see it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure of it, and um, it's going to get ugly. And Antifa and BLM are planning worse violence to be perpetrated in the coming weeks. And I think that um, um, there's a lot of unknown. We're going to see what happens. Um, I will record another session soon because I don't want this to get out of hand. And that's my feelings. That's my catch for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. All the best.